to another edition of Skyline Wealth Strategies. Great to have you with us on the radio today. Walter Storholt here alongside the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. You can find us by going to skylinewealth.com. With me today is the Vice President of Skyline Wealth Strategies, Jess Himmel, and of course, Jonathan Berkland, financial advisor on the Skyline team. Each week, we're here to help you learn a little bit more about what's going on in the financial world and how you can better prepare for retirement and your financial future. Guys, what's going on this week? Things okay in your neck of the woods? Well, I just realized, man, you're, you're selling my partner here short, man. He's not just a, an advisor anymore. He's the uh, associate vice president. Oh, oh, look at that. All right. <laughs> I've got yeah, yeah, to update my notes now. He's got a, he's some initials next to his name, and they include VP. I love it. Fantastic. Congratulations, Jonathan. That's exciting. Uh, I appreciate that. Thanks for calling that out, Jess. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Uh, well, we've got a great show on the way for uh, today's program. By the way, if you have any questions for the team, you can call or text us at 512-952-5555. Pretty easy number to remember. 512 area code 952 Five 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 is that number. You know, guys, I always love the Olympics, winter and summer. And we were supposed to have the Summer Olympics this year in Tokyo, but they have been postponed, which is uh, unfortunate. But with no sports, with no, no anything going on across the world, we thought that we would introduce and host a round of the Financial Planning Olympics on today's show to try and have a little bit of fun and introduce some levity into the conversation and still learn a little bit about the financial realm as well. So you guys uh, put your, I was going to say put your skis on and get ready for this, but that's a winter Olympics. Yeah. Not, Man, they, they still summer. do Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't yeah. Olymp- I haven't watched the Olympics since there was only three channels on TV. Oh my gosh. Why not? What you're a not downer. A, you're not an Olympics nut? Come on. Yeah. Even non-sports people <laughs> like nothing the Nothing against the people. So, I mean, I'm not a big uh, organized professional sport it, person Jess at all. Jess is not, yeah. But, it's just, uh. but not to knock, I mean, if there was going to be anything that I would have some respect for, it would be the people in Olympics. I mean, they train hard, really hard to go out and try to actually win something. They're not getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to run around in skin tight clothes with all kinds of protective gear and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, carry a ball. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't get into that at all. <laughs> That's too funny. How about you, Jonathan? I know you're not a huge sports guy, but do you, do you like the Olympics a little bit when it comes around? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it occasionally. I, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite sport, but um, you know, I, I enjoy um, the pageantry uh, of it. And... Sure, yeah, I, I like kind of the quirky ones, like the ones you know, basketball, soccer. Like you see that all the time, right? Sure. But when you see the, I don't even know. Like the, the one weird one, where, the floor and yes, like the, the shuffle. It's like a massive shuffle. I know it's winter Olympics, we're talking about yeah, summer, cur- but it's like cur- a massive, curling. Mm-hmm. yes, curling. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that is so interesting to me. I don't even know why, but I, I think yeah. it's just fascinating that people do that and like practice that year round and, and work on that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. curling you curling's want, pretty wild. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> you want to impress me, get on a welded steel frame with two. 600 horsepower Harley motors just spitting fire out and, and do the quarter mile in seven seconds on two wheels without killing yourself. Now I'm impressed. <laughs> if you can, throw you can a machine polish, into the mix. Yeah, you can polish a floor just right to push a little disc with a stick up to a line. Yeah, go. good for you, but you're not, hey. you're not really making a significant impact on my well, on the year. You can submit your sport to the Olympics committee That's and right. see if they'll accept it there. Yeah. They do top, accept different sports from time to time. So top top fuel Harley racing. Yeah, I love it. Harley drives. <laughs> Uh, you'd probably like the one where they, uh, it's a, again, another winter sport. I've, it's the one where they cross country ski, but then they have to stop in the middle of each lap and then shoot a bunch of targets. And then oh, yeah. hey, they, sling, right. they sling the rifle back over their back and they have to ski with the rifle on their back. That's and then right. they, they lay down and then they have to shoot the target some more and then they, you know, do another lap. Yeah. So it's like ski, 
skiing and shooting all combined into one uh, thing. That I could go for. Take the snow and the cold and the skiing out. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that so is an interesting one, though. Ju- I like that. Just traditional archery might be the best fit for Jess, then. There you go. Like. Yeah, just, just good old archery. Well, I'll introduce some financial planning Olympics games, because I'm sure you guys will be experts at this. No actual uh, physical prowess required <laughs> for these. All right, so the first event that we have... And you let us know, by the way, how you would kind of coach your clients through these things and, and help them excel in these different events. So first event we have is the Inflation Marathon. And this is where you make sure that your lifestyle keeps running along, even with inflation doing its best to eat away at the buying power over the years. How do you guys coach your Olympians uh, that come into your office to get through the Inflation Marathon? You know, you would think that we shouldn't have to. Um, and that's not a dig against anybody out there at all. And I mean that, uh, it just surprises me how many people don't take that into account when they're, so you know, true. when they're planning. And when I say planning, you can't see me on the air, but I'm, I'm doing the quotation marks in the air, right? Yeah. Um, so you'll have a client to come in, you know, they've done very well. They both make good money. So they're maxed out on social security. Maybe they each have a pension. So they're bringing in, you know, 11,000, $12,000 a month, right? Um, for life. And they're like, oh my God, we are, we're set. This is awesome. We're only spending eight grand a month. And going, okay, and you're 62 years old. So what is that going to be when you're 70? You know, it's, right. it's amazing. They don't really think about it. They've got some other stuff, you know, saving some IRAs, like, oh, we'll just supplement it out. But there's no plan on it. And, and once you lay out that budget and, and plan it out till they're 85 and realize that the, the 150 they're spending today is really 320, you know, in yeah, 30 years, yeah. like, oh my God, we're going to run out of money. Yeah. Like, yeah you kind of need a plan. We kind of get the disbelief look, you know, yeah. it's almost like we have to break out the, the calculator and prove it to them, you know? Yeah. yeah. But so uh, that's, that's the cornerstone of what we do. I mean, that's, that's what good... we start with is the budget. And then we inflate it for inflation at 3% for the rest of your life. And then we look at that and there, there's the reality that we've got to you know build to. Yeah. It's the goal. It's, it's important to have that goal in mind and, and I mean, the, the way to, to plan for it is just like Jess said, we, we put it out there and, and plan against it, right? And produce enough income, right? To, to meet that goal. And that, that can mean turning on additional annuities, for example. It could, I mean, any number of investment you can throw out there. But the goal is that over time, we're planning for inflation to occur so that we are planning to produce more and more income over time. And we're not just saying, hey, we're good today. Let's go ahead and retire and hope for the best. And, and if you're relying on those, uh, cost of living adjustments uh, from Social Security Administration yeah, to account for, for your inflation uh, protection. Uh, yeah, like Jess said, good luck with that. Uh, we get that sometimes too. And uh, if you don't already know, uh, those aren't necessarily consistent or predictable um, or rational. So yeah. we, don't, we, don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't know when they're happening, if they're happening, or how much they'll be. And yeah. who knows what it'll be in the future. And, 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 the, you know, even if they were. So, I mean, you know, the majority of our clients aren't. The, the, their Social Security is not making up the bulk of their income. Yeah, at that that's point, not right? enough. Right? So let's say Social Security is giving you 30% of your retirement income and you get a cost of living adjustment in your Social Security. Well, big deal. 30% of your income just went up by 2%. You know, what are you going to yeah. do with that? Yeah, yeah. You know, your Social Security, the pensions that you have, maybe you don't, but if, if you do, you know, that's that's a great starting point, a great foundation. And maybe that's all you need from a foundation to start retirement, but that's not going to be more than likely all you need to get to the end of retirement. And that's that's really what we're looking at. We're not looking at just how to get you retired. It's how to get you all the way to the end successfully. 
Um, so the big picture in mind, so like Jess said, it's it's really just putting it down on paper, knowing what our goal and objective is, and, and planning accordingly, and uh, setting up those income streams, and that's that's what we do. That's the inflation marathon. No wonder, though, that so many people overlook that. I mean, it happens in slow motion. It's just hard to it anticipate really does. that. I mean, just like the actual marathon, it takes forever to get through. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, same it's thing like, with inflation. It's like, it's like getting fatter going into debt, man. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's a little bit at a time. You just can't see it. It's like, I cannot believe how fat I got during this stupid coronavirus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One trip to the one trip to the refrigerator between Zoom appointments at a time, and all of a sudden my pants don't fit. A month the, later, you know? yeah. COVID nineteen, right? The, co- like, the, 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 co- the COVID fifteen or nineteen, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. It came fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put on twenty pounds in four weeks, and I swear to God, I did not eat 20, 20 pounds more food than I already was eating. You know, like, how does that happen? Just goes, I, that does go to show you though how I think just being active, like in general, like going into the office, you know, walking moving. around the office, just that general movement versus. Yeah. If you're self-contained in your home, you're barely moving your, I mean, just a blobs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 honestly, I don't move that much in the office. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at my desk doing the same thing I was doing sitting home at my desk. The difference is I got a big old refrigerator, you know, 20 feet from me at yeah. the house. Yeah. That's probably the problem. But yeah, yeah. It's like I, I couldn't go out to eat. I finished my last appointment too late to cook. So yeah. I did DoorDash, got a bunch of stuff delivered, and of course my eyes are bigger than my stomach on yep. lines. So I'm like, well, I'll order all the extra stuff, so I'll have some extra tomorrow. And yeah. oh, I might as well get dessert. Well, I might yeah. as well get two yeah. of them. You know, the economy <laughs> of scale. And uh, then all day it's like, oh, I'm gonna go back and eat a couple of those chicken wings. Oh, I'm gonna have a yeah. bite of that chocolate cake. You know? So we don't but eat. I still out. swear I, I put less in my mouth than, than what than what I've ballooned out to. I, that, I don't understand. I eat a quarter pound and gain yeah. a pound. It just <laughs> well, doesn't make sense. We used to eat out a lot before coronavirus, but here's the thing: we never ate dessert when we ate out. Typically, we that would just be a treat. But I think just yeah. because now we're all stuck at home, we're making all of our food at home, and you just need some extra something to be happy about each day, right? And yeah. so I feel like now we're eating dessert every night, and that's probably the difference because we're like, oh, let's make, <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Let's make another batch <laughs> exactly. of cookies. You go to, you go yeah. to eat a really nice meal, and by the end of the meal, you're, you're full enough. You that's know right. you're not going to do dessert, right? right. But right. at home, you know you'll eat that dessert three hours later. Yeah, yeah. That's right. The only thing worse than eating dessert is eating it at 1130 at night. <laughs> yeah. All right, next event in the Financial Planning Olympics, if you're just joining us you're tuned into skyline wealth strategies the radio show that helps you get to and through retirement covering all the important things that you need to know walter storholt here alongside jess hamill and jonathan berkland of the skyline wealth strategies team and we're having some fun talking about the financial planning olympics since we won't get the real thing this year another event for you guys the recession hurdles where you just keep jumping over all the obstacles that the economy throws at you on the way to the finish line. I mean, this is the one you guys are coaching through people a lot right now. Yeah, and, and the hurdles are real, but, you know, it's 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 important to um, know that, hopefully, you know, they're, they're short-term in the grand scheme of things, right? Your retirement uh, is going to be a, a long-term thing, and most of your investments are for the long-term. Um, your retirement planning may need to happen on a short-term basis, but the long goal is still in mind. So really what we're, we're coaching people through right now is just don't, overreact right um it's it's yeah, the still the, the, <laughs> the problem yeah. yeah it's the same calm cool collected okay we're coming up on retirement and we need to do some planning and you know yes we might be in the middle of who knows what this this is recession depression all all the the terrible scary words but uh, the reality doesn't change that we're looking at retirement you know either right now or, or a few years out so um the plan really remains the same it's it's make sure that you have enough income in retirement to to do the the things you want to do on top of maintaining you know the the lifestyle that you need to just live and get by 
Um, and, and the method for doing that really hasn't changed either. It's, it's, it's more about shifting people's perspectives to that long-term approach. And, and certainly we can take in, you know, the, the current factors into the equation um, and, and make sure we're taking advantage of the right opportunities. But uh, for the most part, it, it's really just calming people down and, and answering some questions, allaying fears and, and letting them know that, you know, this is the reason why you work with someone like us is to, to get you through these times, whether it's before retirement as we're approaching and planning forward or, or during it. It's a powerful kind of coaching and educating tool for us more than anything else. Um, I'm not saying I'm excited to have it here or have to go through it with anybody, but it's not the end of the world, and it certainly doesn't mean that you, you can't or shouldn't plan for retirement. It really should open your eyes and get you motivated uh, to get out there and put a plan in place. And I'll, I'll take it a step further than that, sure. and, and I'm going to say something that's pretty bold. Okay. Um, but you know, the majority of our clients, once you realize how we plan out these, these income plans, these retirement plans, recession has very little impact on our clients once they're retired and once once they've got our plan in place you know the stuff that we have coming in is not typically or even significantly affected by the recession that's going on so you know if anything things are cheaper and it's easier to you know yeah. you can go do more stuff i mean the, uh, the recession is, impacts businesses you know people mm-hmm. don't have money to spend so businesses don't make as much money so there's not as much to pay employees so people don't have enough money to spend and it's a vicious cycle but once you're actually off of that, off the crazy train, off the, the, the mouse wheel there, and you're following our plan with the income streams that we have set up, those those are insulated from recession. I mean, recession or the most incredible stock market on the planet, um, very little impact on the stuff that we set up. Yeah. And I think it's important to also separate your, your maybe your current income if you're still working, right? Separate that equation from your retirement nest egg that you built up. You know, maybe you're feeling some stress from in your, your work environment from this current, um, you know, recession as Walter's saying here, but don't apply that to your retirement nest egg in the way that you're planning there. Again, that the overreaction, that overcorrection perhaps um, can be uh, harmful. So if you have any questions about, you know, what to do in this, this, this time as we're talking about, or maybe you're thinking, well, maybe it is time to put a, a plan together. I need to take some action. Uh, now's a, really a better time than ever. Um, there's a lot of resources that we have out there for you to take advantage of. Uh, and really the, the best one that I would direct you to is our website. You know, there's lots of information you can read on there, read up about us, about what we do and how we do it. But uh, more importantly, sign up to, to view one of our webinars uh, that's on there on the website. You'll learn really about how to deal with this uh, this coronavirus sort of pandemic, what it means for, for your retirement, and, and really introduce you to how we do the planning the way that we do it, right? The thing that we call income planning. What does that look like? How does it work? And, and how does that allow for a successful retirement? We delve into all the details and, and really get you acquainted with us and our process. And if that's something that you want to pursue further, um, you're absolutely welcome to, to set up an appointment, whether that's in person or virtually. And come in and start putting a plan together. But I really encourage each and every one, every one of you out there to, to sign up for that webinar or, or just give us a call and, and set up that consultation. We're happy to, to speak with you for you know 30 minutes, let's say, and get to know each other and, and cover the basics and see if we aren't a good match to work together. Um, we're, we're out here trying to help everybody we can and making sure everybody gets through these times um, and puts that plan together that maybe you've been needing to do for some time. It's easy to get in touch. All you have to do is call or text, whatever's more convenient for you, 512-952-double-nickel-double-nickel, as uh, Jess Hamill likes to say every <laughs> once in a while on the show. That's uh, 5555 at the tail end of that. So one more time, call or text 
5555. You might also be interested in checking out the awesome webinar that uh, Jess and Jonathan and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies have put together for you. If you go to skylinewealth.com, you'll see several opportunities on the page where you can click on webinar and get some more information and sign up and participate. And this is a webinar that's going to talk to you about some of the ways that coronavirus has affected your retirement plan and what to do about it, how to survive market volatility like we've seen lately, and what changes you should make to your portfolio for a possible pending recession. We just talked about the recession hurdles on the show and how you can jump over those obstacles in your way. That's one of the ones that they talk about in that webinar, plus a lot more details for how to prepare to get to and through retirement. So if you want to take advantage of that webinar, you can do so by going to skylinewealth.com and click on the webinar button and follow the instructions from there. Just go to skylinewealth.com and click on the webinar button. More coming up on today's show. Stick with us. This is Skyline Wealth Strategies. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or online at skylinewealth.com. Talk 13-7, the right choice. You ever notice that sometimes movie commercials try to trick you? From the studio that co-created that one movie you really liked that one time. And you're left wondering what studio, what co-creators? They never tell you exactly what you're getting into. Well, not here. We share the details you need to get to and through your retirement on the Skyline Wealth Strategies radio show. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to SkylineWealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. Uh, David in Round Rock is writing into us. David says, I have no children or close family and don't care about leaving money to any charities. Should that change how I invest since I don't care about a legacy? I would say it depends on how old Maybe? you are. Right yeah. on the bat. Yeah. Age is going to have a huge factor with that. But, yeah, of course, it'll have some some degree of it. You can afford to take a little bit more risk, I guess, um, yeah. depending on how certain you want your retirement. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about things that are that are that have uh, you know value in the principle that you can't necessarily access, like say real estate. You know, if you've got a rental property and, and it's worth you know a quarter million dollars, if you're there towards the end of your your life, except we don't know when we're going to pass. But if you did, um, you might think about maybe selling that and and you know doing something with those funds rather than leaving it for nobody to have essentially. So it kind of it changes about you know how we kind of put the income plan together, what assets we're using. And, and as we go through it, certainly I think that the biggest change when working with a client with, with that sort of um, perspective and outlook is just how do we update the plan and make changes as we're moving through retirement to, to do some of those things like I was talking about, maybe selling off real estate and, and, and utilizing those assets to hopefully go out fun. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You know, a lot of times we never, I don't consider your home an investable asset. And that's always the first thing we pick on there. Right, right. Um, our average client probably is living in a, I don't know, $750 to a million dollar home on average. Um, we don't list it as an investable asset. We don't consider it in assets that we can use for retirement, but we always consider it for legacy planning. So when we're, you know, a lot of times people say, man, that's that's taking most of the portfolio. What are the kids going to get? And when they're getting a million dollar house, what more do they need? And they kind of go, oh, okay. So that would be one place to uh, take a look at. Interesting. I'm sure you get a lot of people who, or maybe it maybe not, but I've always heard the folks who say, you know, I want that last check I write to bounce, right? Yeah. But yeah. You, you can't exactly down. time it out that way, right? <laughs> no, not not quite. But, you know, I think in this scenario, we would work more towards that than we otherwise would. I mean, we're usually trying to build up an income plan that, that, that you know, makes sense and is functional and then have this backstop of dollars that we're good stewards of but in this case it might make more sense to to not necessarily be less good stewards but just go ahead and spend down some of that principal versus worrying about conserving it yeah have some money have a little more certainty yeah Um, have some fun yeah and and maybe maybe uh, take a few more trips early on in retirement and go go have some expenditures that maybe uh, some other people maybe otherwise couldn't necessarily afford to do because they have different goals in retirement that's what it comes back to Um, that's kind of where our conversations start around here it's it's what are you trying to accomplish what are your goals in retirement that's true. We get a lot less people like that than we do the right. ones that, you know, yeah. I got a yeah. 65-year-old couple sharing a 30-year-old 250,000-mile Honda Civic and clipping coupons so they can leave their $5 million portfolio to their yeah. you know, 30-year-old kid that still is at home. Which is great. <laughs> wow. That's great, too. <laughs> Inter- interesting to see the different ends of the spectrum, I know. And a uh, last thought on this, David, too, is that, you know, you're likely going to have something at the end of the road. And the big question is, do you want that to be Uncle Sam's or somebody else's? Yeah, you know? they- you're gonna have exactly. to kind of pick somebody, and by default, you're gonna pick Uncle Sam in that in that scenario. I, I would just plan a huge funeral party. Somebody else, <laughs> somebody else in charge of it. You know, if I got a half a million dollars left over, yeah. right, right. You know. Know. But but to Walter's point, it might make sense to to go out and find a charity. I know you don't have one, but there's plenty of good ones out there. I'm sure you could find something that's you know close enough uh, to your heart to to find something to leave behind. To. Another great question. And if you have a question of your own for the Skyline Wealth Strategies team, reach out by calling five one two nine five two. 5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to skylinewealth.com. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? Keep listening to the show and learn how you can get a complete plan with the team from Skyline Wealth Strategies. Now back to the show. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to SkylineWealth.com. That's SkylineWealth.com. Howard has this question. Howard is from Dell Valley and says, Now that I'm retired, I need income from my investments. Should I invest primarily in dividend-paying stocks now? Not primarily. Yeah. Um, not not that the concept of dividend paying stocks is is bad per se, but um, you know the diversified portfolio is is always what we're going to come back to. So um, in terms of, of building an income plan from the ground up, starting uh, somewhere a little bit safer is probably the way to go. So depending on how much secure income you're looking to have, whether it's 50% of your income needs, 75, 100%, you know, that's kind of going to form our foundation of the income plan. And from there, we can allocate to the market uh, accordingly, whether that's, you know, for income purposes or just for growing a portfolio. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, there are basically, basically four asset classes that we, we deal with here, insurance products of various natures, um, real estate, mostly private lending, and then the, uh, the market. 
So when we're going from safest to least predictable, we usually go to you know, whether it's dividend producing or, or not. Uh, it's usually the market products or the, the last thing in that, in that line. And if you have a question of your own for the Skyline Wealth Strategies team, reach out by calling 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or go online to skylinewealth.com. You know, there's just some strategies that sometimes leave you scratching your head. Okay, we have all this money for advertising. We're going to use it on blimps. Yeah, blimps, because when people are driving in their cars, and that's who we're trying to reach, they usually look straight up. So blimps it is. You see what I mean? So keep it right here for strategies that actually make sense. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies, and don't forget to check the team out online at skylinewealth.com. Now back to the show. Well, it's time to answer another one of your questions here on the show as we open up the mailbag. And Jess and Jonathan, I've got a good question here from Jane. Jane is in Westlake and says, I'll be retiring in exactly one year. What's on the list of things I need to do before I officially walk away? Whew, man, that's a, that's a broad question and a big list. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you've done so far, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you've accumulated well um, versus not, you may need to work a little bit longer. That'd be the first thing, but somebody, you know, somebody from Westlake retiring in a year, I'd say they're probably in pretty good shape. So the first thing, if you do not have an income plan or a retirement plan right now, and you know, you're retiring in one year, the single most important thing you can do is get to our office and let us help you start working on an income plan so that you know how you're going to fund your retirement. Sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it starts with the budget, right? We need to know what we're working towards. What are we, what are we funding from a retirement perspective? And then uh, ha- having all of your, your accounts visible and trackable, I guess, to you. There, there's so many people that come into our office and don't know what they have <laughs> or where it is. So that, that's a good little, little bit of homework to do before you go see any advisor is figure out where, where is everything and do I have statements for it and do I know how it works and what are my questions and so on and so forth. So at least you know what you don't know, you know what I mean, maybe. And then that's a, that's a good starting point. So uh, Get your arms around where you actually are so you can start planning. But we, right. we, had a, we had a client who was in there last week, and I mean, there was a, I'm not going to get too specific because if they hear it, they'll know what we're talking about, but a several <laughs> hundred thousand dollar discrepancy yes. in wow. does this count exist or not? You know? Correct. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. wow, man, guys, come on. you got to have an well, idea. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 one of those things. Yeah, so uh, don't don't be that guy when you go to retire. Yeah, don't be that. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, other than actually getting down to work and building the income plan that Jess is talking about, really having a lay of the land, what do you have? When are you looking to retire? What are you trying to do in retirement? That's kind of where the budget comes into play. Are you looking to sit around the house all day in your pajamas and eat, you know, frozen pizza, or are you going to go, you know, buy an airplane and fly around the world? I mean, those are two different lifestyles. So just having an idea of, of what, when, and, and what you have to try to get there. And then those are the pieces that, that really any advisor is going to need to start shaping a plan and, and formulating a, a true uh, retirement income plan that'll get you where you want to go. So, so backing into that, all that high level, cause that's quite a bit. The, the, the main answer to that is, figure out how to get a plan, an mm-hmm. income plan, a retirement plan, some plan on how you're going to do it, um, whether that's here or somewhere else. Um, of course, I would suggest here. So I'm not saying don't think about maybe coming to a you know, seminar right. that's just come on down, but come see us. We'll help you out. Guys, I'm just curious on uh, another piece of Jane's question here. I'm just keying in on the, you know, I'll be retiring in one year and kind of sounds like she's at the beginning of this process. Is that typical? It sounded from your voices like, ooh, that's like really soon. What would be the average distance out from retirement that people usually start to talk to you and get their plan in place? 
Unfortunately, it's not as long of a lead time as you would yeah, think or as you would expect. But I would say, I don't know, Jonathan, what do you think? I mean, that, that's pretty, one year's pretty normal. I'd say it's on the shorter end of what we'd like to see. I mean, I think we'd like to see people in the, the two to maybe four year range kind of. Uh, Depending on their age, too. So if I got a 50 year old true. that wants to retire in three years, that limits to some degree depending on what accounts they've utilized to stockpile um, their nest egg on what we can do. You know, I, I yeah. got a guy in there who wants to do a bunch of Roth conversions, so as soon as he does, we've got to wait five years to be able to, to mess with him. Plus, yeah. he's young enough that we've got to get past the 59 and a half. So, yeah, it's always nice to start early, but the earlier we start, the smarter we've got to be about how we plan it so that we make sure that we're not stuck in a five-year gap where we've yeah. retired, but we're not to quote, retirement age yet, so our retirement accounts aren't right. available to and us. And make it flexible enough to, to incorporate changes along the way, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, we, we see people all over the place from, from five years out or more from retirement or five to even 10 years into retirement, and they're trying to figure out, can I get to the end? You know, what do I need to change uh, along the way? But, I mean, ideally, we're talking to you one to three years you know, there you, you I, mean, I feel a, like we're giving politician answers here. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it is Jonathan, Jonathan got it in the end there. Yeah, yeah. he answered the question. Uh, it's, uh, and it's, in my opinion, that's the correct answer. Yeah, well, one to three years out. So, so we're not in a bad spot in this particular situation at all. Um, I like that. One year, two year, th- uh, three or four year, five yeah, no, year, somewhere, maybe, somewhere there. there. Uh, but that, that does make sense. I get the point behind why it ends up being closer than you'd like it, but obviously we can desire for it to be a little bit more lead time and see the benefits from doing such as well. This question comes to us from Ellie, and Ellie's writing in from Georgetown. Ellie says, I'm a little worried because it seems like all my friends have more money saved for retirement than I do. Is that a bad sign for me? Sounds like it, but I'm going to let Jonathan go with that since, <laughs> since Georgetown is a stop yeah, I know, yes, yes, born and raised. So shout out to Ellie there. Uh, we may know each other. No, I mean, it's all about, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's not what you make, it's what you save. In retirement, it, it's not how much you have, it's what it's what you spend, right? It's all that comes back to the budget. People have successful retirements uh, with, you know, multi-million dollar portfolios. They also have successful retirements with much, much less. Um, it's really about your lifestyle and your, kind of your goals and aspirations in retirement. So... Don't keep up with the Joneses, right? Uh, don't don't be worried about that. Worry about what you want to do, what you want to accomplish um, in retirement, and plan accordingly towards that. So, get with an advisor if you haven't already, or, or pencil out kind of your budget and and figure out, you know, can you make it work with with what you have? And if that makes you happy, then so be it. Don't don't worry about what anybody else has has to say about it. That's that's my take on it. I agree. I mean, I wouldn't say worry's not the word. I mean, be concerned with it, but don't don't use the basis of what you believe other people have as the barometer for where you should be. And just remember a lot of times when your friends are telling you what they have, that it's going to be embellished. So but no, don't believe that's a good here. point. That's a good point. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How many, uh, how many times are people coming into your office and as you're going through the plan, they're using their friends or extended family members or something like that as their barometer. And you're kind of having to say, eh, quit worrying about them. Is that a common, common issue? Once they're in the office, not as much as you would think. I mean, I, I, I hear it, you know, at dinner with friends and just in conversations at dinner parties or whatever. I mean, yes, I hear that a lot. But once people make it through our screening process and go to, you know, to the dinner, dinner seminar and get in here, they're not really worried about, about what their friends have. They're, yeah. they're pretty focused. I mean, there's one or two that are concerned, you know, and it's usually the people that are, you know, right, rightfully right. so. They're, 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 I'm Can't looking see. at it going, I, I can't help you. I'm sorry. You have to work for a very, very long time. Yeah, we see more people coming in saying, you know, well, my best friend said this is the right investment, or they told me that, you know, I don't need that thing, you know, and it, that's where we get yeah, frustrated. It's exactly. like, well, do they know your situation, your portfolio? You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's more along those lines rather than kind of comparing uh, portfolios uh, yeah, to their yeah, friends. My, 
best friend, the optometrist, tell me, don't whatever you do, don't ever invest money in a life insurance policy. I'm like, yeah. uh, he's an optometrist. Right. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's yeah. the connection? How does that make sense? That's the way we see it more often than, than not is, is people rely on other people's experiences, uh, at least here in our office. Yeah, I actually had a lady come in, and this is a, I swear to God, she said that her brother-in-law told her to never buy an annuity. And yeah. I thought it was, you know, at least somewhere recent. I was like, well, what did your brother-in-law do? And I, I have no idea now. It's been too long. But it was, it was nothing insurance related. It's like he counts trees for the state of Texas. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> nothing in the post. <laughs> and I said, okay, so, you know, maybe he got into a bad situation. I said, well, so how long ago was it? I was thinking she was going to say, you know, a few years. 1992. So her, <laughs> her brother in 1992, who has no knowledge or inner, you know, experience with annuities, told her not to buy an annuity. And here we are almost 30 years later, and she's still carrying that around with her. Yes, your friends but and that, family can that's how we work, it. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 as people, yeah. Uh, you, you hear the one bad experience and, you know, you do it on something as simple as you go out to eat somewhere, you have one bad experience, well, I'm never going back there again, you know? It could be a five-star, world-class restaurant and it made you sick one time, never going back, you know? Even if you were actually sick before you walked in the door, yeah, most likely, it's still their fault <laughs> and you're never going to go back there. And it's like, it seems so unreasonable in certain light and then other lights were able to kind of justify uh, kind of that thinking. So it is a hard barrier to overcome, but I think that's why people just have to realize, I like how you guys illustrate all the time, it, it's your situation you know uh, an annuity yep. may not be a great fit for somebody who already has a whole bunch of pensions right and they've got way more pension income than they can ever use but somebody who doesn't have a pension it may be a great fit for them i mean i'm simplifying the two things there but that's no, just a, an easy illustration right? uh, that's, that's exactly that's yeah. simplified but that's a great that's a great correlation there so i just want to take a couple of minutes here to talk about how this is impacting us as well as everybody else you know I mean, we, we're not doing seminars anymore no that's, no that's weird that's what really, a change yeah um you know kind of our long-term goal our five to seven year plan was to not do so many seminars and rely on other means of, of getting in front of people. And so we've had our five-year plan accelerated to a two-week plan. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah. but it's okay. You know, I mean, that, that's what smart businesses are rolling with us and looking out for our clients. And I mean, that's, that's, that's what we have to do. Um, it's not going to do anybody any good if we just put our head down and say, you know, what do we do? Exactly. So, you no, know, we're here for, for everybody, existing clients, and also those people out there who, whose plans have changed and suddenly need help, or maybe they didn't think they did before. Exactly. And, and, and you know, and the reality is, a lot of the hurdles that we had to deal with on scheduling and getting people in here when they have them take off work, spend time in here, it doesn't sound right to say that, you know, it, it's, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing with this virus. But the reality is, as a result of this and, and changing how we react to it, it really frees up some more time for us to be able to meet with more people, maybe spend some more time with those people. Um, and possibly if you're working from home frees up some time for you to actually deal with your retirement. I mean, let's, yeah. let's take advantage of a bad situation and try to at least get some good out of it. Right. So if you're sitting there working from home, maybe you have a, a lunch break and all you can do is think about, my gosh, what's the market doing? What happens to my retirement? Um, utilize that time. Don't sit there and, and worry about it. You know, set up a call with us. That's what we're doing right now. You can reach us either by normal phone call or, or video call um, and just have a 30-minute consultation with us just to get to know us and connect and, and figure out what's going on and, and what do I need to do. Yeah, and I mean, the, you know, on top of it, if you think about Austin traffic, right? So if somebody's going to take off work, come sit down with us for two hours. They really add a, a, an hour. To oh, yes, at least, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're working from home, you know, now you've only got to take off, uh, you know, the, the time of the appointment itself. Yeah. No, no driving time. Your so. commute is about 15 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it takes to dial in. Um, and something else that just occurred to me, you know, the we're local. We're, we're tried and true. Keep Austin weird. We're right here in the middle of local Austin. Um, which has, to some degree, limited our ability to deal effectively with people that aren't here local. I mean, nobody wants to drive traditionally. Three hours yeah, traditionally. exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, with this new world we're coming into and the new model that we're setting up, just to be able to function and deal with people locally, 
that opens it up for you know people everywhere. So if you can hear this on the radio, we can help you. Yeah, or if you know somebody who can't hear it, you need to pass this along yeah. to them. Uh, tune That's, them in, right? All, all of a sudden, you have more options than you had before. That's it. But really, if you can hear us now, we can help you. We can talk to you. We can do anything um, by video conference that we could previously do here in the office. We've got electronic applications for everything. We've got e-signatures. Uh, you know, we've kind of stopped the machine and figured out how to do this without having to sit in front of somebody. And we've got it figured out. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of Jonathan. Jonathan has just like been a beast on getting with all the carriers and everybody that we deal with and figuring out, you know, where is that one thing that we can't do virtually? And then he hops on it and fixes it. So we're set up. We're, we're running. We can do this from anywhere. Yep, we're ready to go. So absolutely reach out to us. We want to help you um, and really put a plan together now now more than ever uh, to set you up for long-term retirement success. So we're here for you. Please do reach out to us. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. And it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. I got a bunch of money, too. Oh, I, I like money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all do, and we all want to learn how to protect it, preserve it, and grow it. So keep it right here for more strategies on the show. Let's get back to the program. I can't believe you like money, too. It's time to open up the mailbag and take another question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question to possibly be featured on the show, go to skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. Miles has today's question, and Miles is in Lago Vista. And Miles says, I've worked with a couple of different financial advisors over the years, and I like them both. Do I need to pick just one or the other, or is it okay to work with a couple of different people? There's nothing wrong with working with two financial advisors. We run into that situation all the time when somebody comes in that has a, an advisor they've had for a while that is in the accumulation mode. They're not really retirement experts or even retirement focused and so we'll take some of that portfolio and shift it over to something that's more appropriate for the retirement and sometimes we'll let the other advisor continue to manage what's left over and accumulate or sometimes we'll take that on ourselves but you know there's there's nothing inherently bad about having two advisors but there's certainly a, a a pretty good advantage to having one person that you don't have to worry about, you know, going back and forth to somebody else. Right. But you don't want is two advisors fighting over your portfolio. And exactly. That's that's the but, right? I mean, yes, it, you can have two that work together perfectly well. But typically what we see is if you're working with an advisor for a long period of time, they, they tend to get, I don't know, jealous. They don't, they don't want to lose control of those assets and over your accounts, you know, all those things. So just be be sure that they, they both each have your, your best interest at heart. And it's pretty easy to determine that once you get into the conversations about moving assets around and and those sorts of things. So as long as they're able and willing to, to both give you appropriate advice and, and you feel uh, confident um, and trusting, then you know it's it sounds like it, it could work out perfectly well for you. It's it's really about your gut feel at the end of the day and and making sure you you get what you need for, out of the relationships. So we, we see it done both ways. Um, we've worked with other advisors and 
we've had people um, sort of d- divorce their advisors, so to speak, and, and, and come over and work with us. It all just depends. So uh, you can make it work either way. Uh, just make sure that at the end of the day, you have a plan that, that you like, that you feel comfortable with, and that makes you confident in retirement. That's what it's all about. There's a, uh, uh, this is going to probably in- embarrass myself here, but <laughs> okay. I-, I read the HGTV magazine. Uh, get the, the subscription. Good for you, Walter. You know. That's fantastic. See, I-, I figured you'd be all right with that, with your with your gardening <laughs> background there, Jonathan. And I don't even know what it is, so I'm just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and they play the uh, they play a game in there. How bad is it? And they just throw out different like you know home furnishing or you oh. know, project scenarios. And it's like, oh, that's not that bad, or oh, that's kind of bad, or oh, that's mm-hmm. really bad. Don't do that. So this one is like not that bad, but it's also not okay. So it's like there's some caveats here, Miles, to consider yeah. when you're working with multiple advisors because it may not be efficient or. The, the right, best situation, right. but it's not like it's the end of the world either. Right. Just assess the situation. And, and again, if you're confident in it, comfortable with it, then there's nothing technically wrong with it, right? It, it just comes back to you're dealing with people. So just understand that. We're so far yeah. out on the fringe of our HDTV reference that Jess can't even make fun of us for it. <laughs> yeah, he just has got nothing on this. He's just like. <laughs> if I'm only he knew, up. he could totally I'm rip saving us it up, this. man. Totally <laughs> saving it up. <laughs> We have a question from Carla in Round Rock, and Carla says, Should I try to get my house paid off before I retire, or just pay it off slowly since the interest rate is so low? I've got some pretty strong feeling on that from both directions. I've always been a you know no mortgage kind of guy, if possible. Mm-hmm. But if you're already into retirement and you've got a mortgage that's at two two and a half percent, you know, and maybe you're down to I don't even know what balance, but I mean, if it's if it's four or five hundred dollars a month, leave it. Don't worry about it. Right, right. Something something that's relatively simple to yeah. maintain. Worst, worst case scenario, your kids inherit a house with a little bit of debt on it. It's better than spending all your retirement money just for the privilege of not having a, a small mortgage payment, I believe. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, if, if you know, you can do something else with those dollars that you would just pay it off with a lump sum with, right? If you can, theoretically, if you can get it better than, you know, two and a half, three, four percent, whatever your mortgage rate is, then, then you're, you're, you're doing better, right? You're, you're earning more than well, yeah, you as long as you're not exposing it to risk. Correct. So it's like, what do you, what are you doing with it? And, and is that, is that risk correct for, for what you're trying to accomplish? So at the end of the day, there, there may not be necessarily a quote, right answer, right? But it's, it kind of comes down to gut feel. Do I not want to have that mortgage in retirement and just have that kind of relief off my shoulders and maybe a little bit, little bit lighter in the wallet as a result? Or am I okay if this is a manageable mortgage and Maybe I can do something a little bit more productive with my assets than pay off my hopefully relatively low mortgage. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it depends on the size of the portfolio, obviously. Sure. But the other side of that is, you know, you're in retirement and you just bit off a mortgage five years ago and you got 25 years left and it's a you know sizable mortgage, then I'd say sell the house and get something that makes more sense. You're right, right, yeah. I mean, and often, and in fact, here just, just recently we had a, a client come in who had just bought a house. I retired and the first thing I did was go buy a house. And then I came to see you, you know, I'm like, wait, what? This is out of order here. What are, what are we doing? You know? So if you're thinking about buying a house and you haven't yet going into retirement, maybe consult with, with your advisor first and kind of get the lay of the land. But if you're already there and certainly if you're a good ways into, into paying it off and it's something that's manageable, then not a big deal, but you may find more kind of uh, relief, just, just getting it paid off. So whatever is, is most important to you, maybe try to, to hedge that direction and then figure out if it's feasible or not and uh, consulting with your, your advisor on that. That's so I think we've done a horrible job of actually answering the question. <laughs> Maybe so, just going um, around in circles. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the right answer is is we can't answer that question without really looking more at the portfolio. That is true. 
That is true. Yeah, we need to really understand the situation, but certainly somebody, a trusted advisor, can can help walk you through the steps and determine financially whether paying it off makes sense or if it's okay if you can just you know afford to to keep it and uh, just manage it going through retirement. So if anything we've said here today uh, really hits home with you, makes you stop and think, I really encourage you to, to reach out to your local wealth management team here. Um, we're here in Austin, just like all of you, um, or Austin and the surrounding areas, and we're all in this together, and we, we certainly realize that we're going through the same uh, trials and struggles as, as everyone here. And We really feel it's important to support everyone in this community and make sure that everybody has, has a plan. Um, lots of people's retirement plans definitely have changed for the worse, unfortunately, because of this, and we want to put a stop to that and, and try to turn that back around the other direction and put something together that's going to be successful for you now as well as give you success in the long term after all this passes. So I encourage you to reach out to us. We're obviously not doing seminars right now, but we are doing calls and video conferences where we can have the conversation and get you on the right tracks. So reach out today. Just schedule a 30-minute call with us where we can go over everything from income planning, tax planning, get to learn more about you, your situation, talk about all of your concerns and goals for retirement, and see if we're the right fit. And if so, we can move forward and put that plan together to provide you that long-term success that you're looking for. So please reach out today. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers, not those of Skyline Wealth Strategies or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is, for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Skyline Wealth Strategies, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk and total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Skyline Wealth Strategies. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Skyline Wealth Strategies.